Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. The culture is the culture. It's four to six A to B, competitive excellence, and the brotherhood. The plan to win uh, has never changed. So the culture here and the plan to win is always going to be here at Ohio State. Welcome back to 4 to 6 with the AMB, your Ohio State podcast brought to you by The Athletic. This is Bill Landis, joined by Ari Wasserman. we got some playoff ranking, rankings to discuss. Ohio State's playing Nebraska this week. We'll give our picks on that. Some other stuff to hit, too. But, Ari, I want to I ask you, I want to float something by you. Uh, Ryan Day on Tuesday said that he would be in favor of like amending the targeting rule because Steel Chambers got ejected for targeting on the first play of the second half and now has to miss the first half of the of the Nebraska game, he essentially has to miss an entire game uh, because he got targeted, ejected for targeting on the first play of the second half against Penn State. And Ryan Day said he would be in favor of something like takes the timing of things into account. Like if Steel Chambers is being punished for an entire half, why punish him for the second game? It's not going to happen, I don't think. But I wanted to run, run run this by you and see if you were a coach, which of these two things you would take. One of your players gets ejected for targeting. You could either opt to have the rule be as it is now, or the team you're playing gets a fresh set of downs, and then you have to play the rest of that series down a defensive player. You have to play with 10 players the rest of that drive and then get your guy back after that. Which one would you take? Uh, it depends who it is, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. If it's Nick Bosa, then give him the touchdown. <laughs> I guess quality of player would have to be taken into account. It's like a football version of a power play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's an interesting thought. I, I do think um, – the targeting rule needs to be changed at some point. It just, every time it happens, I find myself feeling bad for the player. And it doesn't matter who, what team or circumstance. It's just like nine times out of 10, the guy's just trying to make an honest play. And, you know, yeah. things happen. And I know that it's for player safety and the harshness of the rule is to, um, to protect those players. I get the sentiment, but the application of the rule is just so weird to me because right. you never know what the review is going to result in. Everybody thinks they know what it is when it's not. Like I saw somebody get tossed out of a game for targeting when he hit the ankles of the other player. Like if you're diving for the ankle 
of a player. I don't know how you could put your, like, there's just certain things where it's just like, come on, you know? And yeah. like yeah. steel chambers, put his head down. He did, but he also like, he started to go down when Sean Clifford started the slide and like, I didn't think there was any kind of malicious intent there, but their helmets did graze each other. And I guess like letter of a wall that's targeting, but I also feel like there should be degrees to it. And I know it's hard to judge intent, but like a guy, a guy flying over the middle of the field, like leading with his head into the head of a defenseless receiver who has no chance to protect himself being penalized the same way as what steel chambers did. Like doesn't make sense. to me. I do think too, that it's just like, Trusting the refs to have a brain is like a hard thing to do, right? Like the reason why, especially with you those have refs to go, the other night. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just like these refs are so trained, and honestly, it's a really hard job. And I feel bad making fun of them. I know I wouldn't do any better, but if they're trained enough to call the game, why can't they just be trained enough to look at it and just be like, "Yeah, this wasn't on purpose," or "This was," you know, like just be a regular ref and. If it is a malicious play that is intended to be a cheap shot or to hurt that person, we all know that when we see it. We all know that. It doesn't take any special training. Mm-hmm. Everybody on their couch knows it. Let the ref decide that. Because eighty, I would say 95 to 99% of the time, there is no malicious intent. I think it's players playing fast. I think that the position of the ball carrier has to make sense, too. Cause like, it's just like, it goes back to the Trevor Lawrence sack with, uh, Sean Wade. It's like, was that targeting or did Trevor Lawrence lower his shoulder? Like, why can't the refs look at him and be like, this is a 15 yard penalty. This is an ex- this is, uh, something that will expel the player for, or uh, what is it? Eject the player for, or this one is nothing, you know, it's just, everything is letter of the law. And it's just like letter of the law doesn't always make sense. Yeah. Anyway, incorporate football power plays. Also, I don't think scrambling quarterbacks should be allowed to slide behind the line of scrimmage. I think that's putting defenders in an, or like a borderline impossible position to try to not get flagged for targeting. I also and wonder, too, if there's the like a rule that you can um, institute, too, that like if you are a yard, you have to be a certain distance away from a defender to slide, too. Because I see quarterbacks sliding, like, at, like using it as like the ejector button so they don't get hit late. And it's like sometimes the slide happens at the same exact time the defender is diving to make a play. And, you know, like, and sometimes helmet-to-helmet contact happens because you can't always predict where someone's going. It's a really reckless game. You know what I mean? And I don't know how much people are amped up to talk about targeting, and it's just an ongoing debate. Every single time Ohio State has somebody ejected for targeting, it's this discussion happens, you know? and yeah. I, I know that Ohio State will be just fine without Steel Chambers for a half against Nebraska. You know, uh, love to see that his uh, emergence has been an important piece of this puzzle, but it just stinks when it loses you a playoff game like it did. Yeah, yeah. No, Ohio State, I mean, has been on, on like a terrible side of that, and this this is far from that. I just thought it was interesting that like Ryan Day like came came ready. Well, with on TV broadcast, you could see him going crazy. I don't know if you could see that from the press box. Yeah, yeah. He was asked but about he that. Was, he said, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was kind of the, the the lead into the question was like, you look really pissed off. Like, what were you thinking there? And, like, I get it. It's hard. I get it. Um, and I think I think he answered it the right way, but it's an interesting proposal to like try to take in timing of of the penalty too when trying to yeah. penalize guys for for something that extends beyond that that particular. Also, game. like so. a f- so like even a half or a remainder of the game, if it happens in the second half, like so, is the penalty supposed to be a whole game? 
Is that the whole point? Well, I don't of it? know because like, like, like if you like get in the first chambers, half, then you you can play in the next game, right? If you do it in the first half, yeah, yeah, you can play in the next game. But also, like if Steel Chambers would have Steel Chambers is going to miss the equivalent of basically an entire game now. But if he would have got flagged for targeting on the last play against Penn yeah. State, the penalty would have been like the same. Or, yeah, or yeah. But what I'm severe, saying though yeah. is, is that somebody who gets pet, uh, flagged for it in the first half has to miss the rest of the game. Has, yes. So like there is the idea of that. If you do it in the second half, you miss the first half of the next game so that no matter what you do, you miss the, the bulk of a, of a full game. Like that's like the idea of it. Like, cause I don't know I if guess it's that's the idea. full yeah, game but. is even worth the penalty of it. Like, and it's just like, I don't know. It's just like players. It's like, it's hard to call the rules stupid because if you call the rules stupid, then you look insensitive to safety. And I don't want to look. Like I understand that anytime anybody has gotten seriously injured in this game, it's a tragedy. And I'm certainly sensitive to teaching these kids the rules and how to hit and to put their heads up and stuff. I just am a firm believer that it is a reckless game and that some stuff is just unavoidable. And it just happens by accident. Yeah, it's it's it, it is it is kind of random. It is unfortunate for Steel Chambers because I think he had been playing very well. I think he is unquestionably their best linebacker at this point. I agree with you. I'm not sure how much that matters against Nebraska. We'll give our picks on that later. But but I think it does stink for a, a kid like Steel Chambers who had been playing well when no one really expected him to, and had put himself in that position. So yeah. Uh, um, playoff rankings came out on Tuesday. Well, night. Before we get to playoff rankings, I think it's hilarious that Landis was like rushing me to do the podcast today because the guy mm-hmm. had to get out on the road. So you got a big well, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm so, I'm, so jealous I'm of heading this. to Chicago. I'm heading to Chicago. Are you doing a story uh, there, or are you just getting pie out yes. of the way? <laughs> well, maybe, but maybe, maybe there might be some pie involved. I'm going uh, – we're recording this on Wednesday. I'm leaving here soonish, and driving up to Chicago, I'm going to go talk to Jimmy Roller, the linebacker um, in class of 2022, who, like, didn't have a recruiting profile before his senior year, and now he's a four-star prospect who has offers from, like – I don't know. Everyone in the Big Ten and like LSU and Florida have offered him recently too. I just think that's interesting. And He's Ohio a Midwest recruiting analyst. Everyone. That's right. That's right. Uh, I wanted to try to go see Caleb Brown too, the Ohio State commit, because their high schools are very close to each other. But I don't think that's going to happen because uh, Caleb's Brown, Caleb Brown's high school coach, uh, said it's it's hard to do interviews close to the game. So that's that's where we are. Um, and hopefully, I'm doing some stuff on the way back from the Nebraska game too. Uh, with uh, it's Xavier high school football. They're in the playoffs. I know. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm hoping in, to make a stop in, in Iowa, too, on the way back to see uh, Xavier Xavier Nwankba and his high school teammate, Caden Proctor. Yeah. Enjoy. So, enjoy the, the Nwankba piece is going to be good. Yeah. So I'm excited to, to make a couple of those stops. It's a long drive out there to Lincoln, so I figured I might as well add some things to make it a little more worthwhile. Yeah. So or I could just fly. Yeah. Or you could just be a normal person. Um, yeah. I'm working on a story right now about a prospect who goes to Matter Day who is going to Harvard instead of Power 5 schools. That's interesting. What uh like what kind of power fives? Pretty like good power house? fives, like UCLA-ish type power fives. Huh. Is he gonna be like a doctor? I am talking to him tomorrow. So okay. I'm very excited about how where that's gonna go because like I personally, if you've listened to me on any of these shows, this one or any of the other ones, I think that the whole education thing is like overrated. Like <laughs> <laughs> I hate. Yeah, you did say you did say you were going to send your daughter to college. So, I'm only sending her to college if it's in state and people still like separate themselves financially for it. 
I don't feel like most people who go to college are better off financially than some people who don't anymore because everyone has a college degree now, and most people who have college degrees are stupid. I mean, look at me. <laughs> a couple of college grads here talking to you. Like if, you were, yeah, if you were a top 500 player, and I'm going to ask him this. I don't know. I, maybe I won't ask him this. But I, I, this is what the story is. And you have offer, and you're from, you go to a powerhouse school. His name is Cooper Barkate. He's a, a three-star wide receiver for a powerhouse high school matter day we're all very familiar with in, in L.A. Offers from Arizona State, Arkansas, uh, Hawaii, Kansas, Nebraska, Oregon, Notre Dame, Purdue, UCLA, and all the Ivies, Utah, Virginia Tech. You get it. Mm-hmm. Going to Harvard, I think, is, a, is an interesting move. Because like that is literally everybody in the recruiting process says, I want to go somewhere where I'm going to get the best education, right? Mm-hmm. This dude's actually doing that. Because like if he if he wanted to go to get a good education, he could have gone to Notre Dame. You know what I mean? Like that, it's not like he didn't have options for places that were really, I mean, he like said, screw, football is definitely not the top priority here. Which is something that's rare and maybe a little bit refreshing because like Harvard doesn't give, and I also want to know like about the, I don't know if people care about this, but they don't give full ride scholarships at Ivy too. So like, I'm interested about the financial aspect of it, but like, I think a year of Harvard tuition is like a lot of money. So like, he might view this as being paid. Yeah, that's uh, sounds like Seth Towns. Seth Towns was like a top 100, I think, basketball player coming out of Columbus Northland High School. Everyone was like, is he going to go to Ohio State or is he going to go to Michigan? Like, he was a bona fide Power 5 legit basketball prospect. And then he was just like, I'm going to Harvard. (laughs) So, like, I get, like, basketball is a little different than football because at least Harvard is still Division 1 and Harvard's not Harvard football is is FCS. But I think it's a similar idea. Like, some people are just kind of – Wired a little differently. In 2019, that, uh, average tu- or tuition for Harvard was 52000 a year. Chump change. And that doesn't count uh, room and board and how expensive it is to live in Boston. Yale was 55000 yeah. Columbia was 62000 Stanford was 55000 So I did not apply to any of those schools. Yeah, I, I applied. Uh, didn't get in. Yeah. No, I didn't. went to state school. Yeah, I went to a state school because it was the cheapest. And guess what? My life is the same exact it would be if I went anywhere else, including Medill, believe it or not. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Playoff rankings? Yeah, but first, (laughs) do we have any planned food stops? None, no. I've not given it much thought. Okay, let's the only go to thought, the playoff the, ranking. I the only thought that I've had is that I'm making a tremendous mistake <laughs> by doing all this drive. I'm going to be gone for like a week. I know. I'm leaving, Sounds I'm fun. Leaving, I'm leaving on Wednesday. I'm not going to be back till like Tuesday morning. Uh, so we'll see how I'm feeling after that. One of these, this next podcast will be, be on the road. I'll make sure to bring my uh, my microphone with me. Yeah. Okay. Well, <clears throat> Godspeed, my friend. Let's talk about the playoff. Appreciate it. I, I just uh, like don't know how interesting it is to people right now. I don't know. My story sold some subs. <laughs> okay. You know, no, no. I'm just saying, like, control your own destiny type of thing is. All right. Well, let's I just get don't know. It. Like, I, I guess I just want to know this. Like, I am very firmly in the camp now that Ohio State fans don't have to worry about Oregon. Where are you on that? Um. Well, give me your reasoning for that. Oregon schedule the rest of the. the uh, I'm, I'm hinging it all on the word yet from Gary Barta that Ohio State does not yet have any signature wins. So their resume is viewed as being comparable to Oregon's and Oregon's head to head was the trump card there. But in a month, their resumes aren't going to be comparable and it won't matter that Oregon beat Ohio State. Yeah, I think that that makes sense. The one thing I will say is that makes sense as it pertains to where the rankings are. But I don't know if that'll make sense when it comes to a scenario where they're the last two teams fighting for the last spot. Are those two things different in your mind? I suppose they could be. I, th- I think I get what you're saying, yeah. I, th- I think it, maybe the, the the thought lands a little differently if it's like we have one spot left and there's two teams that played each other. How do we sort these out? Um, which I suppose could happen. It might even be likely that that happens if Oklahoma wins the rest of its games. Because Oklahoma's going to get in. I know Oklahoma is eighth. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I can't believe Oklahoma's eighth. Like, if they win the rest of the games, they're going to get in. Which teams do you think are 100 point, not 99%, not, not, not 98% or 97%, which teams do you think are 100% in control of their own destiny right now? I'll go first. Georgia, mm-hmm. Alabama, mm-hmm. Michigan State, mm-hmm. Oklahoma. That's it. Now some of those teams might be ninety eight percent. Yeah, I mean, if you were, if you, I would say like Ohio State is like ninety nine point nine 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 percent. If Oregon doesn't lose again, I think Ohio State could be in a sweater of a situation. If depending on how the spots go, and I'm not saying I really, I really don't. But go ahead, go ahead, explain it, go ahead. My personal opinion of this is that all the protocols that they discuss on these calls every week are important from a week-to-week basis for the entertainment of the show. They need to have something to talk about. It's an entertainment show. People watch it like it's The Bachelor. It's college football's version of The Bachelor. And there has to be some sort of rules to it, you know? But my personal opinion is at the end of the line, when the committee has shown time and time again over the course of the years years that have gone by that they are just going to do whatever they want, if there is a scenario about... 
who's going to be the four seed, and it's between Ohio State and Oregon, or maybe even a Cincinnati team that's undefeated at the end of the year, and they don't want to have that debate, there might be some angst going into that Sunday. Like my controlling my own destiny isn't is isn't just is that if you don't lose again, there's nothing to think about. With Ohio State, there is at least something little there to think about. Because if Oregon is a one-loss conference champion, they're not going to have wins over Michigan, Michigan State, and whoever Ohio State beats in the Big Ten championship game. Not to mention big old Nebraska this week. That's right. But they will have the protocol is secondary to the result of the game, in my opinion. And that's the way people will But it's not. But I don't think it is. But it might might be be if it's one last spot. I don't. I, I I disagree with that. I don't think that's true. I don't think. I don't think it would be. I think maybe it should be, but I don't think. It, I don't think it would be. My point of it is, is that let's say Ohio State and Oregon are five and six. Number four loses. They both take care of business. Going into that Sunday, you might be confident that Ohio State's getting in. I would be confident they would get in. Mm-hmm. It's not a fact the way it would be with the other ones if they went out. Yeah, I think that's that's probably fair. I do I do think you're right. There would be some angst there because you you just won't you can't totally wrap your arms around the idea until you see it. Right? Also, it's I, a I new to- committee, I, and you never know how they're going to react to things. Right. You know, they're people. Everything is different every year, and I understand that we try to like watch trends. And here's what the committee did in 2015. Here's what they did in 18. It's like there's new people on there. They might be more fired up to do something new. Maybe new blood will be an attractive thing. I, who knows what they're thinking? And my point is that Ohio State has opened up themselves to being behind Oregon in the initial rankings because they don't have the signature bullet points of signature wins, right? Ohio State will most assuredly get them if they continue to win. They might not be as sexy as they look right now because Michigan State, I believe, will lose to Purdue on Saturday. Um, And I think that things are going to kind of go out the window a little bit. That's just my, my personal hunch. That line looking nice and minus three, nice and juicy on the road at West Lafayette. Go ahead, put well, mo- put money on that one. Let me know how it turns out for you. Well, like the this this committee apparently doesn't care if you lose to Purdue because Iowa was still ranked, and like that's the other thing about it. It's like, but this is what we talk. This committee, this committee likes the Big Ten, man. Like, there's six Big Ten teams in the top twenty-five. There's three from the East in the top seven. Like, I don't. No one expected Minnesota to be number twenty. Yeah. I don't think anybody expected Wisconsin to be ranked at all. Iowa is a very flimsy, I think, ranked six and two team. Michigan is number seven at seven and one, despite not having really a good win and losing to the only good team it played. Like they like the conference. <laughs> so I, I actually I actually think fairly strongly that any one loss Big Ten champion is in the playoff. Um but I think Ohio State is obviously positioned the best out of all those teams. Um but I think like Michigan State and Michigan should feel really good about their chances of getting in as long as they win the rest of their games. Oh Michigan and Michigan State both can Michigan beating Ohio State. I think Ohio like here's the thing too. If we're talking about the rest of the Big Ten contenders I think Michigan State will absorb more uh, credit, as the word, I guess, or a better bullet point on their resume for beating Ohio State than Ohio State would for getting over Michigan State. So, like, if Michigan wins out and on the way to winning out, Michigan beats Ohio State, I think Michigan would be stronger in the committee's eyes than maybe even Ohio State would be because they don't, like, there's no better bullet point than beating Ohio State. Clearly. And then Oregon already has that. So, it is... I love this stuff. I could talk about this stuff all day. Um, I think that Ohio State fans should not be up at night wondering if they're going to get in or be left out. We do this every year. The committee loves Ohio State. I test matters. And listen, everybody laughs at my recruiting ship, but recruiting matters. 
because the teams that have the best players are the ones that look the sexiest on TV. And mm-hmm. there is a correlation between the Blue Bloods. And eh, Thanks for that bomb out there, by the way. <laughs> but before you sent that, I actually was wondering, is Clemson a Blue Blood? Um, but it's the teams that are biggest and fastest and best and have the best tradition that always feel like they're the best. It's the reason why Wake Forest, if Clemson had the same exact resume as Wake Forest, they'd be number two right now. Yep. And it's just because Wake Forest hasn't recruited as well. And like people don't want to talk about it, but that's the reality of it. We, we, we don't perceive Wake Forest to being any good because they don't have good players on their team. Like that's what it is, right? Why else would we not rank them higher? Yeah, I think so. And you want to talk about having angst. Like, imagine imagine being positioned as Wake Forest as an unbeaten eight Power 5 team that could very well finish the season unbeaten. Like, I don't know if he, if Wake Forest gets in. If Notice they, who I did not said, said controls their own destiny. Yeah. If, if Wake Forest wins out, and if you go look at Wake Forest's scenario right here, they've got North Carolina, NC State, Clemson, Boston College, in the ACC championship game. I think that if they went out, they would probably be in. Yeah, I mean that. I, honestly, like, I don't think that you could you, live in a world where there's an undefeated Power Five champ that gets left out. If you're in if you're in Ohio State shoes, what do you worry about more? Being compared against Oregon at the end, or or the scenario where Oklahoma and Wake Forest don't lose in the other two spots, or Alabama and Georgia? Probably the second thing. Yeah, I would be. I would be slightly more worried about the second thing. Because also, too, I think the odds of Oregon losing are still pretty high. Because everybody yeah, who watches Oregon knows they're they're not that great. Yeah, so, they play uh, both Washington schools, Utah and Oregon State, and then the Pac-12 championship. They're six they're and a half blow. point favorites against uh, Washington this week. They're probably going to kick their ass because Washington is terrible. Yeah, and Jimmy Lake called the, all their players dumb. So, <laughs> so I think Oregon wins by thirty. Jimmy Saturday. Lake calling their players dumb was the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. It's unbelievable. The thing that yeah. the, the, right after we're done recording this podcast, I'm doing Stars Matter, and. I don't know which one was dumber. Oh, Dan Mullen. I just like how everybody's throwing out (laughs) softballs to their coaches now. What do you think about recruiting? Could you imagine asking Urban Meyer three years ago, what do you think about recruiting? (laughs) Like, that's a reasonable question in these press conferences. Yeah. And the funniest thing about it is the coaches are saying stupid shit. (laughs) The question is the dumbest question on the face of the earth, and the coaches who get paid five or seven million dollars a year do not answer it. Yeah, Ryan Day talked about recruiting on Tuesday. What did he say? He'll get to it at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, so we're not. This is not recruiting time. This is Nebraska. We'll talk time. about it when we get to recruiting time. Yeah. If you, if the, if if Dan Mullen, the head coach of Florida said we'll talk about recruiting when, and I quote, we get to recruiting time. Yeah, and like I don't, I don't think he meant it the way that it was interpreted. He still certainly could have chosen his words a little more carefully, and I understand that he does not emphasize recruiting the way he needs to at the University of Florida. Um, pretty unbelievable thing to say. Did you read the column I wrote about it? <laughs> yeah, he got flamethrowed by a out of whoever you talked to. I don't know who that was. That quote was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't tell you who I talked to, but uh, I know. I don't think I think I went seven out of ten hard there. I don't think I went as hard as I did. I gave him the benefit of the doubt with that quote being taken out of context. But even if that quote was 80% out of context, when you say we'll talk about it at recruiting time, that is a stark implication that you don't think that every day is recruiting time. Yeah, every day. (laughs) Recruiting time is all the time. So we in the biz like to call party time. time. (laughs) That'll take two apple martinis, please. Just have a water. 
As he picks up his jug. I hope that the people who listen to our podcasts understand our movie references. I mean, we only reference one movie. <laughs> First, like, so have you seen the breakup or haven't you? I was like, that's the, that's the question. Greatest comedy of all time. Um, but I think that the only move that the committee had to make at this point was to put Oregon ahead. I think it was absolutely the right thing to do For at, sure. at this time. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't just... If you put Ohio State ahead of Oregon right now, you're sending the message that Oregon's win didn't matter. Because Correct. until Ohio State has a better resume, you can't put the cart before the horse. Yeah, they don't have a better resume now. They just will. They will when it's all said and done. I still and don't think I, that beating Michigan State and Michigan is a better win or is a better collection of resume bullet points than beating Ohio State on the road without your best player. It's funny. I, it's funny I think because combined, I think combined. Combined beating Michigan and Michigan State, and I think in the end beating Penn State and beating whoever they beat in the Big Ten Championship without also losing to a very bad team like Oregon did to Stanford, um, I think Trump's beating Ohio State. The galaxy brain that it takes to argue in favor of your favorite team when you lose a head-to-head matchup is generally hilarious to me. (laughs) Like, Ohio State fans are tweeting at me, they lost to Stanford. I'm like, buddy! They you lost to the team that you. lost to Stanford. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, it's so funny because you have to go and jump through a ton of hoops to get to a spot where it's like Ohio State. It's like, as an Ohio State fan, you want to say, this is the best team in college football. We could beat Georgia. We could beat Alabama. We are just, from top to bottom, we ooze with talent. And then, oh, by the way, Oregon doesn't get to absorb the credit of beating that juggernaut. It's like you right. can't have it both ways. Like if you are one of the top three teams in college football and you are arguing for that, then you cannot say that Oregon doesn't have a win against a top three team without their best player on the road. Yeah. And to me, that's more impressive than winning games that you're 17-point favorites in. I think I think that's a fair take. It's just not I just it's just not with the people who are making decisions. I know that at the end of the I know I think, that yeah. that I am uh viewed as an Ohio State homer on the national level, but look at me in the eyes right now when I say this. If Ohio State is being compared to Oregon as a one-loss team at the end of the year to get the final spot in the rankings, I will write a column that they don't deserve to go. I'm sure people will very much enjoy reading that, just not anyone who listens to this podcast. I mean, it's just like, in our reviews, people say that they enjoy our podcast because we have analysis, we're not homers, and we try to tell people how it is. And it's like my general feeling of this is that it's hard. You know what I mean? Now, listen, I think that Oregon's going to lose. I think Ohio State is better. And maybe if I think Ohio State's better, that's the only thing that should matter, right? It's just like the reason why we have resume and protocol is because we're having a hard time deciphering who's better. Isn't that the point of it? And I guess in this case, I wouldn't have a hard time deciphering who is better. But at a certain point, as a fan of the sport, the games have to matter. Well, I think I, I think it's just hard in this current setup, right? Like, there, it's it's better than it was before, but it's still only four teams, and like, I, I think in the end, you have to, you have to, I think, weigh body of work a little more when it's still it's still a beauty contest. Like, I don't know, it's hard. I, I see both sides of it, I guess. I, I think I, I lean more toward body of work in the end. Um, and if body just, of are work you a more deserving person or, or or a better person? I'm neither, but. Um, no, just like, which one do you want? Do you want the team that you think in your heart is the best, or do you think that you want the team that you think is most deserving based on their body of work? I think I'd rather watch the best teams. 
in this current setup. Fact, I'm all like, for what do you want? Like, you can have the 2015 setup again where you send Michigan State. They get their doors right. blown off by, by Alabama, and they were the most deserving team that beat Ohio State. Or you could have sent Ohio State, and it would have been a better game. There's no question. It's like, which one do you yeah, want? Yeah, and I think I think that's in people's minds, too. It's like, And it's not even about like television product, I guess, like, although it could be. I, like It's just like you want a compelling playoff, and it's like you don't want to – I don't think you want to put a team in there that you think it's going to get its ass kicked. And like, granted, you know, like Ohio State has gotten its ass kicked in the playoff, and Ohio State kicked Clemson's ass last year. Sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. But I think you would try to ensure yourself as much as you can with the best possible product and best possible matchups, which is why a team like Cincinnati that has a very good win against Notre Dame, it's a top 10 win, it appears to not be getting any real consideration for this unless a bunch of teams lose. Um, and why Wake Forest is ranked at number nine, despite being an unbeaten Power Five school, and why Oklahoma even is is that is that low right now? Well, the, well, the fact know. too is that, and this will probably will probably work out well for Ohio State at the end of the road bill. But quality wins mean far more to the committee than losses. Certainly, they don't yes. even care about losses. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like as long as long as you don't have more than one of them. Yeah, yeah. As long as you can have one, everybody gets one. Tell them, Peter. Uh, apparently, right. everyone gets one. <laughs> I, I, and then it doesn't matter who it is, as long as it's not a blowout and it's and it's not too. I guess I was going to say Bowling Green, but even that doesn't matter. So, like, I just, I, <laughs> it's just like you lose once, you win your conference, and you look sexy doing it is usually a pretty good. Uh, recipe for playoff contention, but mm-hmm. I just want to push Pete back a little bit at the idea that it's 100% lock. It might be 99% or 98%, but mm-hmm. you're not Bama in the scenario. You're not Oklahoma in the scenario. You still need maybe 1% of a nudge. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. I will. I will stick. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll stick to my guns. Like I, I do. I, I, I will be uh, pretty floored if Ohio State wins out and doesn't get in, which I think you probably will too. But yeah, I'm not I, saying I, that I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Please don't take it that yeah. way. No, no. I'm just saying I, feel, I don't think it's a hundred percent lock. I feel very certain, certain this that Ohio State is in and doesn't have anything to worry about as long as it wins its games. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. My uh, computer is doing this weird thing where the battery decides it just wants to, you know, die quickly. And I can't have my computer plugged in while I have my microphone plugged in. So I think we're going to try to land the plane here in relative uh, short order. Do you want to get to some Nebraska thoughts and then get out of here? Your your battery goes from like 75% to 10%? We've been talking for a half hour, which is how long I've had my computer unplugged. And it's at 38%. (laughs) So... Might oh, okay. We have time. New, might, might be time to get Daddy a new laptop. What year did you get the laptop? 
When I started working for The Athletic, which was uh, three years ago on October 15th, apparently, which what? I didn't realize until I saw it on Slack today. Oh, congratulations. Happy anniversary, bud. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Did you get me anything? If, first of all, if Ohio State comes to Dallas, which is, it seems to be a pretty certain thing right now, right? Ohio State versus Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl? I will resign from The Athletic if I don't cover that game. <laughs> Right? You think I have a pretty good shot, right? I think you'll be okay, yeah. Uh, yeah I think you'll get a credential, credential for that one. Uh, it's the team. Nobody on the staff but you knows more about this team. I live here, and I'm on an Ohio State shot podcast. I'm covering that game, and I'm sitting next to you, <laughs> and we're going to run it back. <laughs> um, well, did I get you a gift? No, but I'm going to get my paws on you when you get here. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Which is exactly what you wanted. Somebody asked me the other day, when's the last time I saw you in person? And I said, it was whatever, whatever the day it was, you left Columbus. Yeah. Well, I mean, Which COVID's was, what, been like a hell of a ago? drug. Um, two years ago, right? Or just about no, two years ago? A year and a half ago. Yeah. It was like spring of 2020, right? So, yeah. Oh, my God. Still have your uh, – if the Ohio State plays uh, in the Cotton Bowl, <laughs> I can bring, bring your snowboard. You'll probably you. drive out here like a psychopath. So you... <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um. Yeah, you can hold the little baby. She can meet Uncle Willie. <laughs> uh, you know. It'd be great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but what is the correct uh, lifespan of a laptop when you're a sports reporter? I think every two years you're entitled to a new one because you're on it 24-7. Yeah, I mean, I beat the shit out of this one for sure. So I got I this one a year ago, and I, still want it, and I already want a new one. I might have done something stupid on... Uh, on Tuesday before interviews, I like had some work to do beforehand, so I went out to Stoff's Coffee Shop in Grandview, and it was crowded. There were no tables in there because there never are. So I sat outside, and it was kind of cold. Um, it was like in the 40s, but I was fine because I'm a psychopath. But I'm wondering if I did any extensive damage to my computer by sitting outside in the cold working on it when it was like – it wasn't freezing, but it wasn't – How long were you on it for? Either. Probably 90 minutes. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. So I'm whipping my own fault. I don't know if you're well, supposed to write in the 40s, but you know. when I asked when I asked for a new computer from work, I, I will fail. Is that what people do? Because I paid for mine. Yeah, I paid for mine too. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that's the case with everybody, but I paid for mine. Okay, you want to get to pick so uh, we don't cut out in the middle of this uh, podcast? Yeah. Because actually, I've got to do Stars Matter in like 10 minutes, so we better yeah, wrap okay. this thing up. Uh, Ohio State is a 15 and a half point favorite on Saturday, big noon kickoff on Fox in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, kind of a tight spread for a team, a game that's a seven and one team against a team that's a three and six team. I like Nebraska either beats people by a million or loses by a touchdown. So I get their games that have been kind of wonky. But like, where where are you at on that spread with Ohio State and Nebraska? Seems like a trap, dude. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's also going towards Nebraska. Yes. So, like, my my initial feeling whenever I look at Ohio State and then I look at the teams that they're playing, and I guess after saying something brutal that Ohio State fans probably don't want to hear, I'll say something nice. I feel like they're going to beat them 55-10 to 10 every week. Like, I don't know if you have that feeling, but, like, I'm like I'm looking at Nebraska. Every time Ohio State has played Nebraska, they kill them. They kill them. Except for 2018 and then they, they almost lost. Yeah, they almost lost in 2018. <laughs> but... Every time they go to Nebraska, they kill them. Oh, yeah. That, I don't, I don't <laughs> those know poor people are holding on to those balloons in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah. the, two year, the two times ago we went to Nebraska, people were just like, 
Screw it. They were threw the balloons up and left. <laughs> Remember? Because they hold the balloons until they score. Yeah, until Nebraska scores, yeah. It was like yeah. the middle of the third quarter. Everyone's just like, I'm going home. <laughs> one one sad balloon flies up in the third quarter. Yeah. That's usually that's been the way of it when Ohio State plays in Lincoln. It has been a slaughter um the last few times. Nebraska sucks. They suck. There's nothing about them that's good. They suck. <clears throat> They're twenty fourth in SP plus. Yeah. They suck. I don't know if they – the other the other factor here is that Scott Frost like threw his entire team under the bus last week, and I'm not totally sure how they're going to take that. I guess they could rally, but I also think they could just like have little little interest in playing Ohio State at 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, I don't know. The line, does, the line movement usually means something. Their last three games they've lost by a seven or less. They beat Northwestern by 56, and then the two games before that they lost Oklahoma by seven and Michigan State by three. So like and they, they played are, Michigan tough, And too. they're playing competitive football this year. My problem with them is that they continually lose to teams that they're supposed to beat. Yeah. And I just am tired of talking about Nebraska, like, having a pulse. Like, they're just not interested in winning games this year. So, does that not mean that the score won't be, like, 45 to, what, 32 or something like that? And then they'll cover back. Like, I just don't know what... I don't see how Nebraska covers this game. Do you? Like, what does the game look like if they cover it? And what's the score? Like, is Ohio State going to give up if 38 points it, to, to Nebraska? I, no, I think if they cover it, it's like it's rather high score. I, I think if they cover it, it's like 40, 49, like 38 or something like that. And, like, Ohio State's defense just has a real bad day <laughs> against, against Nebraska's offense that, like, I think has – some interesting upside and like does a lot of different stuff schematically that I do think is hard to plan for. Purdue didn't have a hard time planning for it. That is, I mean, it's fair. It's fair. Um, Like kind of like the 2018 game where it's just like, they did not have an answer for Adrian Martinez. And usually the age answer for Adrian Martinez is just let Adrian Martinez handle it. And he'll throw you a couple picks. Um, But I think it's like Adrian Martinez plays the best game of his life. And and Nebraska's offense just does whatever it wants against Ohio State's defense, but isn't quite good enough to stop Ohio State's offense. So it's like a game that's, that's, you know, the total is over 70. I think I'm going to say 42 to 20. Yeah, that's kind of where I am. Which is a fair, it's not a blowout. It respects what the spread says, but I just don't see Ohio State giving up 38 points. And if and if Nebraska is scoring that much, then that means Ohio State's going to hit the fifties. I just don't know. I just don't see the game flow unless Ohio State gets up like forty nine to seventeen, and then Nebraska scores seventeen unanswered points in grab ass time. Which is, I guess is on the table. My, I'm going to say forty nine twenty eight. I do think Nebraska is going to move it a little bit on Ohio State's defense and score. Somewhat. I don't think I don't think we'll ever feel like the game is in doubt, but I think I think people might be pulling their hair out a little bit with Ohio State's defense in this game. Hi, pretty. As they were as they were a few times against Penn State. We're recording live. To? I just we're recording live right now. I just wanted to say hello. So that's going to be on the podcast this week. Nice. Hi. She just had her first uh, business meeting today after uh, recovering nice. from having a baby, which is really hard. So yeah. congrats. She looks great too. Nice. Everyone's back off parental leave, huh? Yeah. Well, doing our best to. The thing they don't tell you about when when parental leave's over is you still got to do all the same shit you were doing before, <laughs> while also while working. also working. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. I, I uh, I'm not doing too hot sleep wise, but we're we're making it work. So, yeah, I'm very excited to see the game. It'll be a noon game. I, I wish you the best on your travels. I do appreciate it. Um, 
send me some picks, why don't you? Maybe if you get up to Mount Rushmore. I missed the Nebraska trip. That was always a fun trip. My favorite way to go to Nebraska, and you know, I've, I've been a road warrior with you. I've, I've been in the car yeah. everywhere. I liked driving or flying to Kansas City. So then you can fly. Because, like, we've driven through the Midwest so much that, like, I don't get any kicks driving from. There's not much going on. Yeah. I don't get kicks driving from Columbus to Chicago and seeing Illinois and all of Indiana. How many times have we driven through Indiana? More times than we can count. I like going and driving in places I haven't been much. So I like dr- flying into Kansas City and then driving into Lincoln from there. Or Omaha I've and not Lincoln. Done, yeah, I've not done that, but, but I hear it's a good time. Um, Plus, they got that place that's a gas station, but also is barbecue. What, what's that place? There's a place uh, near the Kansas City airport that used to be a gas station that's not like a famous barbecue restaurant. That's like Joe's or something like that? Yeah, it was really, really good when I went there five years ago. Yeah, I've never been to Kansas City. It's on the Kansas City list. barbecue is much different than Dallas barbecue. Kansas City barbecue is like soaked in barbecue sauce. Super saucy, right? Yeah. 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 Never had it. I, want, I would love to try it. Well, you I'm should. not going to get down there on this trip. Well, maybe I will. I don't know. We'll see. Hey, you never know. you got some time to kill. Yeah. Probably going to get a Chicago pie, though, before I get out of town. That's probably on the agenda. Yeah. We'll see. Thin or, right. thin or deep? Probably thin. Like, I don't know. Uh, Depends on where I go. If I can go to Pequod's, I might get that. No, that place dish. is good. Yeah. I had some pretty bad heartburn after it, but it was good. <clears throat> a lot of sauce. A lot of sauce, indeed. Okay. We'll wrap up there because my computer is going to die. Thank you for listening to this episode of 4 to 6 with A&B. Ohio State, Nebraska at noon on Saturday. Uh, we'll talk to you guys after that. And I, and I see your five-star reviews of the questions. We'll get to those and, and knock most of those out next week as well. So thanks for leaving those, and we'll talk to you guys uh, after the game on Saturday. Mm-hmm.